Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is John chapter 4. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, we pray that we would desire the spiritual rather than the physical, that we would see things spiritually and think spiritually. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. John chapter 4. Now, when Jesus knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, although Jesus himself was not baptizing but his disciples, he left Judea and departed for Galilee, and it was necessary for him to go through Samaria. Now he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the place of land that Jacob had given to his son Joseph, and Jacob's well was there. So Jesus, because he had become tired from the journey, simply sat down at the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me water to drink. For his disciples had gone away into the town so that they could buy food. So the Samaritan woman said to him, How do you, being a Jew, ask me for water to drink, since I am a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you had known the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me water to drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. From where then do you get this living water? You are not greater than our father Jacob, are you, who gave us the well and drank from it himself and his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of this water which I will give to him will never be thirsty for eternity. But the water which I will give to him will become in him a well of water, springing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or come here to draw water. He said to her, Go, call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said to him, I do not have a husband. Jesus said to her, You have said rightly I do not have a husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one whom you have now is not your husband. This you have said truthfully. The woman said to him, Sir, I see that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, and you people say that in Jerusalem is the place where it is necessary to worship. Jesus said to her, Believe me, woman, that an hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, because salvation is from the Jews. But an hour is coming, and now is here, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For indeed, the Father seeks such people to be his worshipers. God is spirit, and the ones who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, the one called Christ. Whenever that one comes, he will proclaim all things to us. Jesus said to her, I, the one speaking to you, am he. At this point, his disciples came, and they were astonished that he was speaking with a woman. However, no one said to him, What do you seek? Or, Why are you speaking with her? So the woman left her water jar and went away into the town and said to the people, Come, see a man who told me everything I have ever done. Perhaps this one is the Christ? They went out from the town and were coming to him. In the meanwhile, the disciples were asking him, saying, Rabbi, 
eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples began to say to one another, No one brought him anything to eat, did they? Jesus said to them, My food is that I do the will of the one who sent me and complete his work. Do you not say there are yet four months and the harvest comes? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are white for harvest already. The one who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life, in order that the one who sows and the one who reaps can rejoice together. For in this instance the saying is true, it is one who sows and another who reaps. I sent you to reap that which you did not work for. Others have worked, and you have entered into their work. Now, from that town, many of the Samaritans believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified. He told me everything that I have done. So when the Samaritans came to him, they began asking him to stay with him. And he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his word. And they were saying to the woman, No longer because of what you said do we believe, for we ourselves have heard, and we know that this one is truly the Savior of the world. And after two days he departed from there into Galilee, for Jesus himself testified that a prophet has no honor in his own homeland. So when he came to Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him because they had seen all the things he had done in Jerusalem at the feast, for they themselves had also come to the feast. Now he came again to Cana in Galilee, where he had made the water wine. And there was at Capernaum a certain royal official whose son was sick. This man, when he heard that Jesus had come from Judea into Galilee, went to him and asked that he come down and heal his son, for he was about to die. So Jesus said to him, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will never believe. The royal official said to him, Sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus said to him, Go, your son will live. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him, and he departed. Now, as he was going down, his slaves met him, saying that his child was alive. So he inquired from them the hour at which he had gotten better. Then they said to him, Yesterday, at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was that same hour at which Jesus said to him, Your son will live. And he himself believed, and his whole household now this is again a second sign Jesus performed when he came from Judea into Galilee. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. Jesus and his disciples are traveling from Judea in the south to Galilee in the north. Between these two Jewish areas was Samaria. The Samaritans believed in God and some of the scriptures. They were descended partly from some Israelites, but mostly other nations that the Assyrians had brought into the land when they captured it. The Jews and the Samaritans did not generally get along well. The Jews looked down on the Samaritans. Jesus sits down at the well around the sixth hour, which would probably be about noon. A Samaritan woman comes out to get water. Typically, the women would get the water in the cooler part of the day, but this one woman arrives and Jesus asks for a drink of water. This leads to a somewhat antagonistic discussion. The woman has cultural expectations of Jesus, and not only is Jesus not like her expectation, he takes the conversation quickly to the spiritual and even shows that he has knowledge of her that he wouldn't have physically known. Jesus says he has living water. That was a phrase they would use for spring water or flowing water. So she takes it as physical water, but Jesus is referring to something spiritual, just like 
Jeremiah 2.13 For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the sources of living water, to hew out for themselves cisterns, cracked cisterns that can hold no water. Jesus points out her immoral life by mentioning her five husbands and the fact that she is living with a man she isn't married to. She changes the subject to where to worship, which would be a typical argument between a Jew and a Samaritan. Jesus explains that the place won't matter soon, and what God has always wanted was worship in spirit and truth. Again, spiritual over physical. Jesus even tells her that he is the Messiah. This is probably because the Samaritans had a different idea of the Messiah than the Jews, so they would not have the same misconceptions that a Jew would have. The disciples come back and want Jesus to eat food, but he tells them that he has food they don't know about. They think physical food, and Jesus explains, My food is that I do the will of the one who sent me and complete his work. Then he gives them basically a parable about harvest. Again, he's talking a spiritual harvest rather than a physical one. So then he stays with the Samaritans for two days, and many believe. So the harvest is happening there. Jesus goes to Galilee, and it seems that he is not as impressed by them after the good reception of the Samaritans. A royal official comes asking Jesus to come heal his son. Jesus says, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will never believe. The official seems to just be concerned with the physical healing, but Jesus turns it into an opportunity for faith by telling him to Go, your son will live. So he went, which shows a little faith. And when he found it to be true, and that it happened exactly when Jesus said it, then John tells us he himself believed and his whole household. And now for a deeper dive. In this chapter, Jesus used the metaphors of water, food, and harvest to point to spiritual things. In fact, Jesus wants the healing to point to spiritual and cause faith. Jesus tells the woman in verse 23, But an hour is coming, and now is here, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For indeed, the Father seeks such people to be his worshipers. God is spirit, and the ones who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. We might say, of course, worship is spiritual. But do we really believe that? Have we technically defined worship into some checkboxes that we check on Sunday? Oh, we can say that that is truth because it is based on a careful study of the Bible, so we know the checkboxes are right. But Jesus' point is the place doesn't matter, so I think he would take issue with us trying to put our worship in a box at a particular place and time each week. Is my food to do the will of the Father? Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.